This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about this show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's The Undercom. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Welcome to The Undercard, everybody. It is officially episode, where are we at? 248. 248. When are we going to change the intro? We, uh, I'm hoping pretty soon, because okay. with us, uh, we have this Scotty Buckziger. This is Marv. Exactly. <laughs> this is Marv. Uh, and uh, welcome to the undercard. I've been bugging Scotty to be a part of the show for a long time. I'm happy he's here. He's always welcome. And uh, so, really quickly, let's introduce him to the world. Uh, former pro boxer with the Galaxy team out of Detroit. <laughs> People will remember them um, with Jackie Callen. And not only that, um, she had a lot of success with James Tony at that time. So Bronco McCart's coming through. Uh, a few other names I'm missing, but um, Scotty. Yep. Oop! Just turn the mic a little bit closer to you. There we go. Check. Check. Per- just right into it. Perfect. Almost uh, eat it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, welcome, Scotty Buckziger. But Thank everybody you. calls him Scotty Buck. So I'm going to call him Scotty Buck. Um, but. Tell us a little bit about your pro career really quick. Let's just start off with that and get some of the background stuff. So the background for me, I mean, it's really simple. Um, I turned pro at 22. I fell into boxing when I was 18. Long story short, uh, got in a fight, my first fight ever when I was 18, broke a kid's nose. My uncle took me down to a kickboxing gym with Ken Levy. He was the main guy back then for kickboxing. James Tony used to tease me every day when I was walking in the CMI health club. He'd be like, girls only kick. And this one day they got me in the boxing ring and I boxed and it just never really looked back. And I was down at CMI with Bronco McCarty and James Tony, these two guys, and they were awesome. So I turned pro at 22 with only three amateur fights and, you know, just built my career. Uh, fought a guy with no pro fights. My first fight, one and one the next, and just went on from there and there and there and there. Um, I got man. I was managed by Jackie Callen, who was amazing. You know, she treated all of us like her sons, and that is pretty much it. Yeah, and at that time, Jackie with James Tony, as you're talking about, um, a movie was made about that period of time uh, for women in boxing. That was a rarity. She was the first. I'm, right, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And to negotiate with some of the characters we know, that's that's quite amazing. Characters. To think about. Good word. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean, she, we you know, are. the Don Kings of the world, uh, you know, she, to do, negotiate <clears throat> with those people. It's she's she was amazing though. You know, she had a really good background because of her PR though, and that's really where I think she was successful at with the boxers, the the PR, Pick and the, the same with, yeah. and, and the same thing with Emmanuel, and, and and I tell people that all the time today. That's what boxing's missing locally. The Emmanuel Stewart or the Jackie Callen, the people who, like, some people you could get behind and believe. 
Like, who's that guy today in Detroit boxing? Like, who are you really going to get behind and say he's passionate about? You're going to follow him. And I know, like, Salida, he's doing a really – he's doing phenomenal things right now. You got Carlos. You got Kenny Moore now, you know, coming into his own. But who's the one guy that, like, you really believe, like, you know, like, who's passionate? Like, who who do – like, who does the public know that can get behind it? And it's – it's, it's something that's missing in boxing to really help it get known. Right. I, I think I think every promoter is passionate, and I think that they're behind what they believe they're putting out as a product. I work with them on all two. But I also believe that as a fighter, it's a buffet. So if you want the easier road, there's a promoter for that. If you want to be tested pretty soon, there's a promoter for that. <laughs> right. Holy cow, there's a spider hanging by Taylor. No, no, Taylor right there. Oh, I see it. Taylor. No, nope. I don't. Taylor. Oh, right by your here. mic. There it's it is. It's like I almost don't want to move. It's down. just a little tiny. A tiny that's a mite. That's not a spider. Uh, it's so, that's just a dust mite. <laughs> so there, there's no question that each promoter is a little bit different. And there's some promoters that you're going to be tested a little quicker than the other promoters. There's, right. Um, that's the, the one disappointment I've had. And it's not with the promoters, to tell you the truth, because I see the backside. I mean, by the way, really quickly, why I love Scotty Buck, and this is the best compliment I can give some to somebody, you speak the truth and you're not afraid to speak it. And I absolutely <laughs> freaking love that about you because I, you. I realize I don't even do that sometimes. And it's just such an honest <laughs> quality that, and such a good foundation to build from there. Um, that's that's absolutely why you know I absolutely love you. But to tell you the truth, you find out it's the fighters when you see it behind the scenes right. that are turning down a lot of people, and the promoters are trying. Mm. That's a, that's what I hear. I mean, it's it's a really tough. You know, it's it's easy. I'm a spe- I like to speculate. It's my thing. You know, I don't really. I'm not on the inside. I'm on the outside. I'm looking in. So for me, it's a lot of speculation. And, and unfortunately, that can get me in trouble, too. Like, I used to do Team Buck Boxing Talk. Which was amazing. Which, you know, I put a lot of work, a lot of time, and a lot of effort into it. And, and I was always fighter-friendly. But a lot of the time, I got myself in trouble because you say things and be like, you really don't know what's going on because you're not on the inside. You're on the outside looking in. So sometimes honesty can get you caught up in the mix, too, and... It's just, it's. But I thought that was a good balance when we would, we would have long conversations that no one was privy to. They were all private, and I would give you like Thank a little you. bit of in. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, if I say it's off the record, it's off the record. But I would give you a little bit of the inside, and then you'd give me a little bit what what you knew, right. and we'd come to a conclusion at the end, and we kind of agree on yeah, something, was, which I thought was really yeah, fun we, in our we, conversations. Yeah, we used to talk for hours at a time, so it's uh, it's definitely something I miss talking about the local boxing scene for sure. Now, uh, we got to talk about um, you went to the Klitschko-Joshua fight. Unbelievable. I, best atmosphere I've ever been in my entire life. And it'll never be like that over here. That's the bad thing. I don't think <clears throat> it can. You don't think so? No. I mean, if Manny Pacquiao versus uh, Floyd Mayweather doesn't do a soccer stadium, what would? You know what I'm saying? Man, I don't know. I mean, you remember when Timothy Bradley fought here at Pontiac Silverdome? There was like 6,000 people I wasn't, there. I wasn't around boxing. When, that was after I got done boxing. When I when I turned 30, I, it was it for me. And I fell out of boxing. Like Tyson fight here, fought here, too. Colada, right? yeah. I never saw that either. Like I didn't go to that. That was at the Palace, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, Palace of Overnews. So when I got done, when I was 30, that was it for me. I got into personal training, and I never looked back. I was really upset at boxing because 
I felt like it used my body. Not that it made any money off me or anything like that, but I did so much damage to my body in those six years fighting pro. It's like, that's it. I'm done. It's time to use what I learned to personal train and try to make some money. So I, I wasn't even involved in boxing until three and a half years ago when I saw Tony Harrison fighting uh, Bronco McCart. Yeah. And I was like, all right, it's time. Let's let's see. And I haven't looked back since. And was your interest in that fight because you knew Bronco? I knew Bronco. I didn't yeah. know anything about Tony at all, and sadly, because he's a great guy, too. He does a lot for the community. Amazing great, guy. Yeah, great boxer. Um, you know, just he's just an all-around class act. I can't say enough about him, honestly. Right. What he's given back to the community at that level, fighters <clears throat> above and beyond that have more means to do it, don't. Right. He's, I mean, open he's awesome. a gym, provide provide for your, your kids, Team Superbad, have like this little uh, after-school program. Um, everything he does should be recognized on a national level. Yeah, he doesn't get that. And now, now maybe announcing in the future too. I know yeah. we're he just did FS one, right? Then yep. he just he was really good on that. It was, you could tell he was really he really enjoyed it. He's got the face for TV too. He's, he's got the personality. He's, he's energetic. Absolutely marketable. So, uh, do you remember the exact moment when you're like, "I'm going to quit boxing"? Yeah, after my last fight. So, when, so my last, so my last eight fights, I was eleven and five. Had a state title, the Michigan state title. And after that, um, I went from eleven and five to thirteen and twelve. So it tells you all you need to know. And I, but I fought everybody. I fought guys like Bernard Harris, Zahir Rahim, Juan Diaz, um, a guy uh, I think his name was Kelvin Harris out in Vegas at the Venetian Hotel. It was twenty and zero. I made five grand for that fight. How about that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Five grand the fight a guy. Twenty. But she didn't you know, have to sell tickets to I, it. I did not have to sell <laughs> tickets. Um, so. You know, they, they flew me out. I mean, it was awesome. Um, they flew you out probably on a Wednesday, but, but, so you didn't get accustomed to the altitude. Yeah. You were the opponent. And uh, after my last fight, I was just like, I was done. I was. It was just. I wasn't really training. I mean, no. I mean, I've never made an excuse. I'm not going to make one now. Whatever. It was just over for me. I mean, I, the truth is, I wasn't a fighter. I mean, mm-hmm. I really wasn't a fighter. I, I, I learned how to become a fighter. You know, I was raised in the suburbs. You know, I, I never, I, I didn't know anything about fighting. I just had enough athletic ability to get me by and, and, and win a couple fights. But she also had the coolest nickname. Yeah, the bar mitzvah bomber. <laughs> I mean, is that not a cool nickname or what? <laughs> the bar mitzvah bomber. Oh so there, there's actually there's actually oh. there's actually two of them. So so when I when I, when <laughs> did, I was, did, did you come out, did you come I, out with the Hasidic like I, no the so, curls so, and all that stuff? So, so I had two nicknames, and Bronco McCart's dad, G. McCart, gave me both nicknames, and he had this idea where he wanted to call me Kid Bagel. <laughs> and when I bagel and schmear, yeah. And when, and when I walked out to the ring, I would throw bagels to the crowd. Oh my god! <laughs> but if you think about it now, like and like think about back at it, like I'm like that's just stupid, you know. During the time and like think about that now, like how hot that would be, like Yo, some yeah. guy that's a good gimmick ba- now. like a souvenir bagel, like some kind of styrofoam thing where you yeah. could keep it. Oh, like I was a, thinking a real one because I'm like they'd be oh, flying for those. Was, yeah, that'd be great too. But like so, and he he's like, and the other nickname was he gave me was Barmitz for Bomber. But yeah, like. 
I'm like, I'm not using those, but now I'm like, those are the greatest <laughs> nicknames ever. I love the bar mitzvah bomber. <laughs> and you're the original. So if they I'm try the to original. give it to somebody else, you know, you'd be like, no, I was yeah. the original bar mitzvah so, bomber. Um, no, but my career was great. You know, I have no regrets. I did everything. I fought everybody. You know, for a kid who had no amateur experience, didn't get in the boxing till late. You know, I, I gave it all I had. I did. I did my best. Now you're a really amazing family man. I love watching the stuff you do on social media and Thank stuff. You. Um, <clears throat> and, and coming from uh, being a family man, I've noticed you posted some videos. You're trying to get your kids a little bit into boxing. Is that uh, because you know <clears throat> boxing? Is it just to keep them athletic? Yeah, it's just to get. What happened was someone asked me. They were at downtown boxing gym and they had a meeting there, and they asked me if I would train their kids because I used to be a personal trainer. Six years ago, I gave it up to be a full time stay at home dad or or domestic engineer, as I call it. I like. (laughs) I hate the term um, stay at home dad because that's what people think you do. You stay home and watch Oprah. I watch cops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so um, don't lie you watch Guiding Light yeah no uh, CNN uh-huh. uh, so um, they asked me if I would train and I told my kids and they're like we want to go so none of my kids have ever boxed before and, and they all want they wanted to try it and my youngest Cody he's not F, he's a millennial computer kid everywhere you go Pokemon Go they have pullover it's a pokey stop like, oh nice it, it's terrible but yeah, he, you mean awesome? I mean, yeah, you know, right. yeah, especially he, if you find that legendary Pokemon. He called me a Pokemon hater. <laughs> it's like the meanest Poke, thing you can yeah, say Poke, to you. You're a Poke hater. I'm a Poke hater. <laughs> so um, they they wanted to try it, and it was great because my middle daughter is really athletic, softball, swimming, and she didn't. She's a lot like her mom. This super lacrosse aggressive. too, right? My oldest is lacrosse. Yeah, that's a tough sport. Yeah, but my oldest is tweening. <laughs> so we're not friends right now. <laughs> so we don't talk a lot anymore. It's all, you know, Snapchat. Everything's Snapchat. So, um, yeah, it was great. It was great for them. I think they really found it interesting. It was cool for me. And and I don't put any pressure on my kids to play sports. You want to play, play. You don't, right. don't because in a lot of parents... They they don't understand it, but someone who like was dedicated to a sport, if you're not going to dedicate, then don't do it. And I get the leisure thing, and yeah. people are like, teach them how to play golf. It's a friendly sport, and when they grow up, it's just that if you're not going to commit, it's just my theory. If you're not going to commit to it, then don't do it. Yeah, see that one right there. He's tried a bunch of things, and that's where I like it. Where it's like, okay, yeah. try it, and if you don't like it, move on. Right. You know? No, See, I understand that. I just started coaching my son's fall ball team. And, and it's his, his obsession over like the past four days. Well, yeah, it does become an obsession, but I'm more nervous doing that than I would be speaking to media in front of like – I remember the first day I was more nervous to address these 14 to 11-year-old kids. That's the the age range they are <laughs> than doing anything I've ever done in boxing, speaking or, or leading a press conference, anything. It was nerve-wracking. So listen up, you maggots. No. Oh, no? Are you – is it for football? No, no, no. It's baseball. It used to be baseball year So here's my – so I coached for my oldest a while ago, like four years ago. And I stopped because I always felt like I wanted to yell at the kids and I didn't know how other parents should react. (laughs) So how do you handle that? I haven't been in a game situation yet, but as I told her, there's two kids on the team. First off, they're all very talented, right? They're – 
a collected group of talented kids. Right. There's two that I'm scared I'll mess up their careers. Like I'm, I'm like these guys have what it probably takes to go all the way. And I, I, I was telling Rochelle like it, that's the one fear I have is that I'm, I'm going to miss coach them somehow. So what we're trying to teach them is, and you can appreciate this as an athlete, is just instinctual thinking. That's going to be my whole whole like I don't care if you make a mistake. As long as we're aggressive and you're, you're you're thinking on the fly, you know, it, that's the big difference between little league and these kids that travel and play baseball. Is little league they get the ball, they kind of think about where they're going to go with it. Well, those two seconds go by, and you know, it kind of makes you a little bit different than the players that just know and it just flows. So right. that's the way I think I'm going to coach, but we won't know it's, until game it, one. It's funny because you said the word aggressive, yes, and that's oh, my oldest daughter got into lacrosse this year towards the end of the school. And that was the one thing I told her, be aggressive. Exactly. Like, like you got to be aggressive or you're going to get walked all over. Yeah, and hoping no coaches listen to this, but we, we told our leadoff guy, he's the only one that's going to work the count. Everybody, I mean, if, if 70% of the first pitch is a strike, is the best pitch you're going to see from a pitcher, swing away on that first pitch if, if you want to, you know, and everybody's right. like, oh. I'm like, no, swing. Everybody bunt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll be the best bunting team ever. <laughs> Well, we got to talk. This is going to happen, guys. And we're with Ring Girl Taylor here, too. Um, we're two weeks away. This Mayweather-McGregor thing is going to happen. Um, Barring any cataclysmic And there won't things. be. No because way. Mayweather, There's Mayweather, so much money yeah, right now. Even if you were injured, party, do you, you do it. Because yeah. if you're McGregor, you're going to pull in 100. Yeah. And if you're Mayweather, you're going to pull in an excess of 300. Is that, was that guaranteed? Do they know I yet? don't know. You know, you watched the same all-access I did I where he said, to, I make, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to make 336 <laughs> minutes. And yes. Where's you know. my bag? Yes, Where's I, my bag? Yes, I am embarrassed to say I watched the all-access. <laughs> His bag is driving me nuts. When he asks somebody to bring his bag, I'm like, uh, we, we all get it. You're very rich. You know, you don't have to show it. And you just pile money. We get it. Right. You've made a lot of money over your career. Right. Um, but, you know, this McGregor superstardom, and I don't know if you heard me talk about it, Scotty. Th- this is like a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. He's He's – a bigger superstar than Floyd Mayweather, actually. He's up on the level where David Beckham has been. He's on the level where what's the other global superstar I always use? I mean, it's rare to have this. Do, do LeBron is he global? I don't think he's global. Uh, I don't think NBA is global. Okay, um, but David Beckham. Names out there. NBA is kind of global. I know, not, but not to that extent. But it is kind of global. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods was pretty good. He was Tiger huge. Woods. He was but, huge for a minute. I think no matter what happens on the uh, 26th, that McGregor's still going to be a superstar. And then he has, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, money to UFC. And really, if he doesn't want to fight UFC, he doesn't have to. If right. he wants to get in boxing promotions, I, he's going to be set good. I know, and, that, and that's why I wanted to, thanks for letting me bring my computer. That's one of Absolutely. The, why I wanted to bring it, because you're mentioning that if he doesn't want to fight UFC, he doesn't have to. And I see on Twitter, like, a lot of it's talking now where they're trying to build up him and Paul and Maginale now, maybe getting in the ring after the Floyd Mayweather fight. And I'm like, it's just never going to end. <laughs> He'll be up to 20-0 and 0 by three years fighting everybody that he thinks he right. could beat. Do you guys do you think he has any chance of beating Floyd? No, but I do think he could beat Pauly. Uh, I've never I, been Pauly. I don't... Fan. I mean, he's got 90, a chance. I mean, well, I'll just say, I'll just say the, he's got the puncher's chance. That's right, it. Right. That's all he has. A slip, something happens. 
puncher's chance, but that is absolutely it. Right. I think if he beat him, everybody would think it was fixed. I. Oh wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I, a lot no, of money you're right. In one way, you're yeah. right. You're right. Like, but, oh, he knocked him out. Like he's thinking because you think about the quality of opposition Floyd has fought yeah, in oh, his yeah. past. Like, how is a guy with no fights, and professional boxing fights, right. going to beat him? Like, right. How is how is that? Well. The, the only, the only, I mean, everybody thought the uh, uh, right off the bat. Everybody thought the McGregor um, Aldo was fixed because Aldo came out within five seconds. He was down. It was like he didn't even hit him. He just jumped down on the ground. But, but then, then when they slowed it, it, when he slowed, and that's the only way that I, it could happen is Mayweather goes to slip. He slips, Breaks and McGregor. <laughs> well, it doesn't break his ankle, but he goes to slip. He actually slips on the canvas, and McGregor just happens to connect with him. Especially if they do what uh, Mayweather is now pushing for, which is with the eight ounce gloves. They won't. It's they, already contracted. They can't, so you I don't can't think they can it. Nevada. Yeah, I thought I heard there was a Nevada. Yep. Well, See, I thought they were still pushing it. No, they're both saying it because it makes them look tough, and it's right. just the pre—it's just the pregame hype. They were trying okay. to match each other here. Right. But I, I tell you, I'd like that to see them go with eight. For some reason, I'm giving McGregor more of a chance than I did a few weeks ago, and there's no nothing logically to put behind he, this. It except, must be all those great videos he's putting uh, <laughs> warming up. Yeah, you yeah. see the new challenge. Like yeah, the McGregor, oh, we're gonna make Taylor do there, it later. Oh, what are you kidding? What, oh, yeah. The uh, uh, McGregor <laughs> challenge. What? Well, that video. Uh, I mean, it came out before all this came out, but that video of him facing off against the mountain. I oh, mean, I didn't see that. you didn't see that. The no. guy that plays Clegane uh, uh, Cl- uh, or whatever, the mountain in Game of Thrones, like he's actually a legitimate, like seven foot tall, like four hundred pounds, just built like a brick, you know what house, and uh, and McGregor was just kind of teasing, sparring with him, and it was kind of funny because he hit like afterwards. You know, they were just kind of talking or whatever. He said he actually kind of hurts when he hits. Right. That yeah. He's huge. He is huge. I th- I think we'll see McGregor in the next Expendables. I think I think he'll dive you into. Think there's going to be another bit. Expendables. Those guys are still alive. There's going to be another Expendables. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a, well, it's a well, competition. More well, Ric Flair might not be in it. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I heard about Too that soon. today. Did they, did they uh, did they say what was wrong? Uh, in a medically induced coma or something. And I was just liking Ric Flair now because I don't know much about wrestling. But when I was watching I it last there's year, gotta be the Woo in there um, somewhere. The, the Ric Flair. But see, I, I don't because I know a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, and he was probably. I'd have to say that Ric Flair is probably single handedly responsible for burying some of the best wrestlers that were out there because he didn't know how to handle talent. Hmm. He was horrible at his job. The only thing that he could do was entertain a crowd. That was it. That was it. But he was in managerial positions in WCW and a couple other promotions, and he would bury guys that were legitimately better wrestlers than him because he could not recognize talent. And it was terrible. <laughs> I don't think that was... Uh, <laughs> no, that wasn't it. It is. It is. It says Ric Flair, woo. Uh, it's it's got to be long. It's got to be woo. I know. Sounds very I didn't do it. feminine. Yeah. Uh, so I'd probably give McGregor maybe a 15% chance, but, you know, we were talking, and I know you listened to the show, Scotty, I appreciate I it, but oh, we were problem. talking about the Joe Lewis and the Muhammad Ali thing. The one thing I do give Floyd Mayweather is that he might be at the top for ring intelligence and, and being able to figure out people really, really quick. And it, it's just, does McGregor 
you know, picking up boxing in that short amount of time, does he have anything that Floyd won't be able to figure out really, 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 really quick? He is going to, you know, that style. He's gonna, he is going to, well, no, God, let's hold yeah, yeah, my God. Let's hold not. Like, honestly, like, it's funny he, to there'd say. There'd be a riot, man. Like, you honestly, would be calling like, me. Honestly, like, it's funny to say, but, like, God forbid. No, that, like, I really hope that doesn't happen. Right. I mean, part of me kind of hopes it happens, right. but the other part of me knows. You know, I don't know. It's like I don't know much about MMA. I don't watch it. I'm not really involved. But their style is so awkward. Like, who really knows how he's gonna like McGregor is gonna approach this? Like, is he is that gonna come in and try to box? Is he? I don't like, think he it, can. I don't. I don't think he can. I mean, he's obviously bigger. He's probably stronger. He's definitely younger. So he's got some advantages. But I don't know if that's enough. I mean, how often do we see MMA fighters transfer over into boxing and you know, you can tell just by looking at them, not even knowing which is which. You can tell which one is. (sighs) And that was the fad before this fight happened. Heads go down, they go into the body a lot. They just, they fight differently. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot really quick, Scotty. If if you were Team McGregor, what would your strategy be? I mean, you've Ooh. seen enough of Floyd. I, I would, I would probably watch the Madonna, the first Madonna fight a lot. Mm-hmm. That first, because he had a he had a really good system to like round what was it six or seven mm-hmm. and faded just out. roughing him up, just roughing him up. But I also think you need to keep your distance from Floyd too, because he likes to, you know, roll a lot of shots, and if you stay in that range, he's going to hit you a lot. So like a big guy, like 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 I always said, like a guy like Tommy Hearns. Would would fare really good against a guy like Floyd because he's tall, he's big, oh, yeah. he's lanky. He he wouldn't have to jump in. And when you and when you can, when you're at Floyd's size, you can jump in. He can grab you. He can hold you. So I I don't know. Like you can't box. You can't outbox the guy because he's so slick. His vision. Right. It's his vision. He's got great sight. You know. I don't know. You work the body. I guess you got to go to the body and hope. I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know how to be. I don't. I don't have a blueprint, blueprint for beating Floyd. Honestly, right. it, did you witness anything when you were at the, the gym the other week? Yeah, we, I was. I was there. I trained with a guy, Otis Pimpleton, who was used to be a sparring partner of James Tony. So I, I was going to train with uh, Trayvon Chambers, who mm-hmm. trains third. J, yeah, yeah, third. Who trains um, J Love, Dominique Dalton. Um, and it, it would just kind of hook up and order to train me. I mean, there was no, I saw Leonardo Tyner, who's always like he's one of these. He's, <laughs> he's, all, he's awesome, man. Little like, ball he, of hate. Yeah, little ball of hate. Yeah, I yeah. just can't say enough about him. I saw him, but there wasn't really anybody in the gym when I was walking out. I saw, I saw Roger Mayweather sitting on the couch, and I just. But I was so tired. I was like, I'm just out of here. No, no photos. Right. But it was, it was quiet. It was actually quiet. I think Floyd well, Floyd only royals in at like 11 p.m. Yeah, like 11 or 2 yeah. a.m. or something like that. He's, yep. uh, so. He's got a system that, you know, it, it works for him, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, to tell you the truth, the one thing that Floyd has going for him um, that I, I don't know if Conor McGregor does is that he's always been in the spotlight and i don't think connor has ever been in a spotlight this big and right. you you don't know what nerves will do to you but I, floyd it doesn't have nerves he's not human it's it's and that's a good point no. because a lot of the guys who go to if you ever notice a lot of guys who go to camp with floyd they always lose yep. because they're not used to it like that's that that motivates floyd he enjoys that that's part of his routine 
I don't know, man. Obviously, I don't think Connor's handling it well. Like, you look at some of these videos he's posting, it's like, I just, <laughs> just so I would love to see if he could really shadow box. So, yeah, so I vented the other day, and I don't know if you liked it or not, but what, first off, pride before the fall, right? If you're the UFC with the Pauly video, right? Right. Why release it at all? Because that's enough time for McGregor's team to see something. I really do believe that right. they're that smart and Floyd's that smart. You had the element of surprise. You, you mean had Mayweather? No, no. Uh, Mayweather's, Mayweather's that team. Smart. Yes. Yeah. Um, Mayweather's that smart. You had the element of surprise, and then because Paulie says I was pushed down, you get in an argument with him. He wasn't. He, he was, was knocked not down. pushed down. That would have been a knockdown. Any judge would have ruled that a knockdown. Right. But why can't you wait till after the fight to just show anything? Because I, I tell you what, just from my boxing experience, I thought I saw some stuff, and it was a long enough video that. You know, I come from the old school camps of you don't reveal anything. You had the element of surprise, right? And you released some of some video on you sparring Polly. It, it probably wasn't that smart because you know, like even though Floyd says he doesn't watch tapes, you know somebody's watching. You know yep. somebody's coming back. Hey, he's got to because he he tagged Polly with that one yep. with the left hand. Yep. He, I mean, he hit him pretty good. So I don't, I don't know. That so. was definitely a knockdown. Oh, any. Ju- and the, but Paulie's not he, Floyd. He, he keeps saying, no, <laughs> it was all edited. Yeah. So it's it's just like you don't know what to believe in this. Like like I said, like I love it. I don't I don't mind the fight happening. I don't care. Get it get it done. Get it over with. Let's move on to Canelo Triple G. Let's 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 move on. Let's, Amen. Let's get the, yes. And the problem is we're never gonna. And I'm a huge Floyd Mayweather fan. I am of some of his stuff in the ring. I love I love what he does in the ring. Out of it. I'm not such a, you know, the money, throwing the money and all that. I'm not a huge fan of all that stuff. But we're never going to be rid of him until he loses. And the problem is, <laughs> he might like, not like lose honestly, for a while. like tell me one guy right now at 147 pounds that could beat Floyd. Uh, no Spence? One, really? No. Spence, maybe? No. I mean, like, honestly, like Thurman? Like, no, Porter. It, Porter. I bet maybe Porter because he's got that style where he could rough but him. But Floyd up. would never take that fight, right? Floyd, <laughs> right. Floyd no. has also benefited from selecting fights, and that's why I have to believe they know McGregor is nothing. Yeah. Because why? Why risk it all? I mean, why go forty nine and one? Like some something tells me they know million dollars. That's a, that I, is that's a, a good motivator. That's a terrific answer. I don't I don't even think he cares about being fifty. You know, they're not even talking about it. They don't. Yeah, it, it's all about money, and and that's what made him. That's what right. he wants his legacy to be about, and and that's good for him. That's that's what he chose to do. I, I'm not hating on the guy for it. He made a lot of money in boxing, and he could walk away. I'm sure tomorrow and say. All his senses and can talk great, and I, mean, I give the guy credit, man. He he maybe he did what no other fighter did, in, now, that, in that aspect. Jimmy was talking about you know royal, rolling ankles and stuff. To me, the worst thing that can happen is the fight be close and there's a debate on the decision I because I don't it. need to hear that and right. then have it roll into a second fight. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of people are so. Like, for me, I want to see a first round knockout. Right, get, get it over with. Just just get in the ring, get it over with. And, and end it. And this is nothing against, like I said, I don't really watch MMA. I don't focus on it. I don't, I don't know any fighters. But end it. Like, just end it. You're, you know, like, make it so there's no debate. Like, when Randy Couture fought James Tony, 
Like, and not that James Tony was in his prime or anything like that, but just just get it over with. Like, just show like it's two different sports, right? It, it's apples and oranges, right? You know, and so it's just I just wanted to end. Like I said, I just wanted to end, and I want to move on to Canelo and Triple G. And the sad part is, there's a great fight this weekend. You don't even hear anything yeah, about Crawford, it. Crawford and Indigo. Yep, you don't even hear anything about it. Eclipsed by it, next week. It. it, it and that's what this fight did. It eclipsed everything. The greatest thing that could happen for me, what I want to see, I want to see Floyd not come out in one and say he wants the winner of Canelo Triple G. But that's my dream. <laughs> that's <laughs> my dream. That ain't going to happen. The pessimist in me would say that my son was one year old last time Floyd knocked out somebody. And then I'd also say that about McGregor. People that say that McGregor's going to knock out Mayweather. McGregor was outboxed by Diaz like twice. So, I mean – no, he was. I mean, he was literally running away from Diaz. Like he can be outboxed. Well, but that would. I don't think either end it in a knockout. I don't think. But see, I think that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest thing is Diaz has knockout power. <clears throat> he hurts. He hurts when he hits, and also McGregor was out of his weight class. He that, had the disadvantage in that fight. That was one seventy five, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't watch yeah. it. But I would I know say he jumped up. He right? he was at the disadvantage as far as the weight classes go in that fight. He's at the advantage for this fight, and McGregor doesn't have any knockout power anymore. He can defend. He can make it annoying and make it so you don't want to get hit anymore. But he ain't gonna knock you out. He doesn't have that power anymore. He's well, got Mayweather, the speed, uh, Mayweather. Yeah. he's got the speed. He's got the tricks. He's got the strategy, but he doesn't have the knockout power anymore. It's amazing what, what straight if, right. What if he didn't train? Oh, my God. What if he slacked? What if Mayweather was like, oh, I mean, I'm just saying, because I, I, I think he did it in that the would first be... Madonna fight. Oh, I do, too. I think he totally, I think he, he took Madonna easy in that fight, and I think, like, he played a little bit. And, and But what if Floyd did that again with McGregor? Like, eh, I got this. Because I see him at all these roller And I'm the same. I'm just yep. going off what I see, speculating. He's at all these roller skating parties, bowling parties. What if he's not training? I know. But the the other thing about that would be, though, and I've been using a lot of different crazy analogies, but, like, if I was to play guitar for 10 years and then somebody picked up a guitar and tried to learn it in six months, not I'm even. still going to be able to be a better guitarist than them I, I just think that and you know how skilled boxing is <laughs> it's that you know you know what Floyd does and what and, and I know a lot of people don't like this fight the the purist hate it but he, but he creates that what if that's what he's that's what he's always done he's created that what if he beat like that's what they're gonna do they're gonna throw an illusion out there something will come out in the next couple of days Floyd went bankrupt again. You know, <laughs> uh, the IRS, you know, uh, the strip club got raided. Right, <laughs> the, my submarine got stole. Like something like like that's what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to throw something out there. You know, my girlfriend, someone's Floyd Mayweather slapping my like. That's what they do. They create that illusion right before and like to try to get people to even buy more pay per views. Now we were talking off the air. I have a feeling the numbers are not going to be high. I just it, – it's a weird thing. It starts with the attendance. I, I don't care what you're charging for the tickets, but this thing hasn't sold out. You can go on Ticketmaster right now and still buy tickets to it. That's that's a concern, um, especially because the Irish travel. And um, almost like Ricky Hatton had uh, the traveling army with him, that surprises me that this thing hasn't sold out yet. The other thing is that it, it could be a situation in which that – 
okay, so let's say all of us are friends right now and we want to go out, right? And we add it all up and it's 40 bucks, 40 bucks cover, 40 bucks cover, 40 bucks cover, 40 bucks cover. We might all say, let's just watch it at a house, okay? And then I'll pitch in. Well, that's only one pay-per-view number where a bar counts every seat in there. So I believe the numbers could be lower just because people are going to get really strategic on how they watch this because it's going to be expensive to go out. Not to mention your bar tab. 50 gets you in a place. You're going to have to run up a $100 tab probably Easily. just to sit there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Eating right. and stuff. No, It's not a cheap pay-per-view. It's not. Like well, right now I, I'm helping Anthony Barnes do some PR. Right. So he reached out to me and he's, you know, obviously from doing my, my boxing page, he, he liked some of what I said. He's like, can you help me? And, and we're creating some stuff. So he's actually going to be at Imagine Theater in Birmingham. Yeah, hype it. And uh, – we're hyping it. Anthony Barnes, Amanda <laughs> Bobby Cooper, uh, Mansion yeah. Palladium Theater, yeah, August yeah. 26. You can go in, talk to both of them. They're going to be there. Pick their brain. Have some fun with them. Get to meet them. Um, I'm not really a promoter but uh, or a PR guy. I'm just trying to help my help Anthony. He's a really good kid, good yep. local fighter. Um, I think he's fighting on the 25th as well. Correct, yeah. Correct, and Kenny Moore's show, second in on promotions. Um, definitely go out and check that out, and then he'll be at the Imagine Palladium the day after to talk about his fight and his career. And it's cool, you know. I reached out to them because you're right. For thirty, I'd rather spend thirty five dollars and go to a theater and hang out with him than at home and pay a hundred. Yep. You know, and I think a lot of people are doing that. I think a hundred dollars is it's, it's a lot of money. Yep. You know, are you going to be able to hear it like in in a bar too? So you're going to watch it probably at home. I mean, I want to hear what they're saying. Right. I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah. Well, that theater is amazing. They have they have a couple of different like audio rooms too there, so they're going to do a really good job. That's absolutely fantastic. So your prediction, Mayweather by knockout first round. Wow. Oh. <laughs> That is crazy. Ooh. You you could bet that. I bet yeah, the odds yeah. are high for that. I'll look they, it up. They're, they're really high. high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you probably put 10 bucks on that and come back home on a jet. Just get it over with. <laughs> I don't, I don't want – because the thing. I don't want to see him carry him because uh-huh. whether people agree or not agree, like I don't need to see a guy who's never fought go 12 rounds with uh-huh. may, maybe the greatest fighter in the – I mean, whether people like him or not, greatest fighter we've seen in the last 20 years. Correct. Okay? You're gonna, yep. Don't carry him. Just, yep. just to end it. Maybe, you know, just get it over with. And I definitely don't want to. But what's it do, what does that do to his legacy if he goes 12 rounds with a guy that's never fought again? I don't, I don't see because the boxing purists, as you call it, they don't they don't want nothing to do with they, this fight. They want nothing to do with right. this fight. I don't, I don't think play. it hurts it or, or, or helps it. I mean, he's not in, if you, if you went about it, he's probably not in the top 25 boxers of all time. I mean, Sugar Ray Robinson... Joe Lewis and Muhammad Ali are the interchangeable three. Okay. You could go Joe Lewis. You could go Sugar Ray Robinson and Muhammad Ali. You could go Muhammad Ali. I think those guys are interchangeable. I really respect what Joe Lewis did, and we were talking about it. The more I, I learn about Joe Lewis, the more I was like, man, he was the greatest of all time. But then people will say that saw Sugar Ray uh, Robinson, like Lee from the Crock, who saw him work out. They're like, Sugar Ray was the best of all time. You can, you can stack it up, and somewhere – Floyd's probably in the 25 range, not even in the top 25 of all time. Right. Um, Do you choke, think that's because of his level of competition? or, or Fighting once a year. Uh, not only that, um, defending a belt's not a big deal anymore. Jumping around, you know, there was pride 
at one time of being the defending champion. Now they're very quick to just give up the belt, vacate it, and not worry about I title defenses. I just saw that. I just saw that uh, Canelo and Charlo both said they're not fighting. Or no, yeah, Canelo and Triple G said they wouldn't fight Jamal Charlo unless the WBC ordered it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like. <laughs> And, and I'm not saying Charlo's ready for either one of them. I think he should fight Daniel Jacobs next. I think that would be a great fight, Daniel Jacobs versus Charlo, and the winner should get Canelo Golovkin. But how? Like that's the that's like you're saying. Like there's this. Let's make yeah. some fights. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it was a good year for fights, though. We, we've had some good matchups besides the uh, terrible Chavez Jr. Yeah, the Pacquiao the was Pacquiao bad. The Pacquiao horn fight. I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I, I read about it. Oh, Bob just left him out there to hang, you know? Like, oh, yeah. oh you've never fought in the sun, in Australian sun? Here, <laughs> let's, let's set this bad boy up. You know what I wanted to see, and I think it was a mistake. I think he should have let Crawford fight Pacquiao instead of Jeff Horn. Yep. Because it would have been good, a real good name for Crawford to get instead of Jeff. I mean, and I'm not saying anything that Jeff Horn's terrible. Obviously, he'd be Pacquiao, but... Um, that would have been a better. I think it would have been a better build up for Crawford. I think you reach a point too. Like Bob Bob Arum is not young. Like why, he's like in his eighties. Yeah. Why Why not put the pedal to the metal? Like why not rush the Lomachenko versus Crawford? Why not? Like I mean, or not live to see it. What's I mean, that? that's a, that's the other alternative. What did I just read? Uh, Lomachenko versus Devontae Davis. That's Which what a lot. Great. Yeah, that'd be a good fight. Puncher versus boxer, or whatever. So I've got to throw out some names. You tell me what you think of the fighter. We'll do this oh, before our first break. Oh, all right. Boy. Let's start with Lomachenko. What do you think of him? Awesome, amazing footwork. Just the guy is just a great talent. Angles superb. He's like Manny Pacquiao, like a young like that. I can just shoot from all over the place. You yep. just never know what he's going to do. Dude, I tell Rochelle this all the time because she didn't. Manny Pacquiao was hell on wheels. You remember yeah, that? Whether yeah. he was roided up or not, yeah. he was the most <laughs> dangerous fighter. No proof. No proof. Right? Yeah. So we don't get sued. But I mean, he was lights out. The Hatton fight. The I mean, he could throw seven punches in two seconds yeah. and just demolishing power. So I, I, I and I know. Like, I think Lumachenko is, like, the next Manny Pacquiao. Right. Move up and and go from there? Yeah, that'd be cool. What about Terrence Bud Crawford? He's awesome. He, I mean, he reminds me of Pernell Whitaker, except for he's not left-handed. Well, he he switches, though. But I, he's not as defensive as Pernell, but, like, just something about him just reminds me of him, the way he shoots his punches. Deontay Wilder, you've seen him live. Oh. I don't want to say it. Oh, man. <laughs> no, you say, say it. it. So, say it, man. So Come I was going to say overrated, but honestly, <laughs> but but I think. You heard it here. But, but like, <laughs> like, if you watch some clips of him, like some of his stuff, like the windmills and everything, with yeah. the, it, it's it's not pretty. But if he hits you. It hurts. It's it's your dog. It's lights out. He's just very amateurish. Right. He's green. He's still really green. Yeah. yeah. And he needs to fight somebody, too. Yep. What about Anthony Joshua? Great. Guy's he's, he's unbelievable. Is Wilder even on his level? I think it'd be a great fight. I think it would be good because you don't because you don't like if Wilder hits him. Like he's got he's got so many attributes too. Wow, he's a great athlete. He's long. He's powerful. I mean, I, I, it would be a really good fight. It, I think it would be really good. Uh, I love I'd love to see someone someone would get chin checked on that one for sure. All I right. think the shorter punches by Joshua might get Wilder. Now, I know you're going to be at this fight, too. Canelo versus uh, Triple G. I, I got, know you'll be there. I got Canelo. Canelo, that's my boy. I, th- I, like I, th- I think he's just speed, more versatile. He's perfect. <laughs> he's not perfect. <laughs> he's Cin- not. Cinnamon. 
<laughs> no, he's my, he's my Mexican ginger. She, okay. He is her boyfriend. I, I, he just doesn't know we it don't yet. Know. I, I'll put in again when I'm there. Um, I, I think he's just, and, and I'm not taking anything away from Triple Guy is amazing. He he himself has great footwork. I just think Canelo is a little too, might be a little too fast for him speed wise, but I don't know if he has the power to knock Triple G out at that weight. Hmm. See, I don't like how Europeans fight so straight up, you know, and, and no, I, I'm being honest. No, they they fight it. north to no, south. I know, I know, I know. And I, I think that's what Golovkin. Canelo's ability to he's, he's get around a, him. He's, he's a little more versatile. Like he's got better. I, not that either one of them has superb Floyd right. Mayweather, you know, Pernell Whitaker movement, but I think he can move better. Right. I think he's got to be faster, Canelo. Yeah, but I just saw Triple G fight earlier in the year, and I'm telling you, his jab is going to give Canelo problems. Probably. His jab is going to give him. It's. It's. You don't. When you watch Triple G on TV, you don't think he's that fast, but watching him live, he's quick. But even if you're a Canelo fan and, and Jimmy and Taylor jump in here, if if you want him to be considered one of the greatest of all times, don't you want a slugfest where he maybe goes down and comes back? Don't you want a Rocky story like Hearns and like Hagler? Hearns Hagler? Right. You, need, you almost need that for your legacy because <clears throat> if you cruise like Mayweather, yeah. you're not even thrown in the top 25 like me. You know, right. it's yeah. like you've, you've never been tested. Don't you want to see both fighters go down and it come down to the last few rounds? Yeah. That'd be great. It'd be, I mean, that would be a good. That would be great. What if, what if that fight bombed? What if that oh, fight bombed? Cool. <laughs> and I'm just being hype. And I'm just, no, no, no. I'm, I know. I'm just being like, like, because every stylistically, you put them in a ring together, and you're like, "How can this not be Tommy Hearns and Marvin Hagler yep. all over again?" Right, right. But what if it bombs? It could. Uh, Imagine what that would do to boxing. Oh my like, god! Because people have already put McGregor and Floyd. Like <sighs> they don't even associate it with boxing. It's like this little yep. antic show. But I, but I agree with you though. I see it going one of two ways. Either it's going to be a war of attrition, and it's going to go down as one of the greatest fights in boxing history. Or it's going to be a stink fest. Yeah, like, I mean, there's there's not, there's, I don't think I don't think there's going to be a middle ground with um, that one. They've been training, but those two have been training for a while now. But for this fight, yeah, I mean, right. they're, they're into it. Canelo yeah. doesn't stop training; he's year round, and yeah. that, that's my main concern: is that both these fighters could get burnt out have just they, because have, the pace that Golovkin's on, how many amateur fights he's right. had, and Canelo doesn't stop training either. There is a burnout point for people. How old, how old's Golovkin now? Thirty six? No, 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 no. Old? He's got to be younger. He's got to be thirty. Look it up, Jimmy. And then Canelo's got to be 26, 27. Yeah. But Canelo's been fighting since he's 16. Right. You know, or 15 or 16 down in Mexico because you can turn pro so young. Uh, I don't think it'll be a Tyson versus Spinks, but that that would be the ultimate if, like, Canelo goes, knocks Golovkin down three times or Golovkin right in the first round, a minute 33. And and that's kind of like what's sad, too. Like you're saying, Eclipse, like this Mayweather fight is just Eclipse. Everything. Everything. And it's just, and I said that a lot on my boxing page. If this fight happens, it's just, that's the talk. Right. But that's what Floyd's created. Unlike yeah. any other boxer today, like he was retired and still the most popular fighter, which, yep. is, which is nuts. Uh, Glovekin's 35. 35? Oh, you're closer than wow. that. And then uh, May- Mayweather. Do you think, or not Mayweather, do you think uh, if Glovekin wins, he might retire? No, I think he. Uh, who's next? It depends. Honestly, because he's never had the paydays yet. Well, I was going to say retire. I mean, you don't, so I just as good I, as he is, he's not uh, made the paydays. So I just read this on the way over here. That not that I was reading and driving uh, on Twitter, <laughs> uh-huh. but I was. Um, but um, Klitschko turned down twenty million to fight Joshua again. So my question is: Is how much money do these guys actually have? 
where they can turn down mon- you know big money like that. Like, it's I think- not. Do you think it came down to his health? Like he's this didn't want to do it because of his health anymore. Well, we uh, I don't know if you got a chance. We had Jonathan Banks only comments on it, and he had trained him, and he and he said that's the fight that you leave on. He goes, regardless of win or lose. And that was kind of a roundabout of his quote. That like, fight I got him. was unreal. Right. Like, you can't match that. Right. And so walk, walk away. You know what I'm saying? And to tell you the truth, that I was not a Klitschko fan, but I walked away from that fight with a lot of respect for Klitschko yeah. because he didn't fight like Klitschko. Let's be honest. Klitschko's right. a lot of clinching. But he was trying to go toe-to-toe with Joshua, and that's what made the fight fun. Um, so Jonathan Banks' theory was that that's – the fight, if you're able to pick, you do it. Now, Klitschko, to me, seems like a guy that's been good with his money. You know, he's not like Mayweather. I don't I don't expect us to see that Klitschko 20 years you, from now on the corner. Do you think Mayweather's going to end up broke? Oh, yeah. For, and, you know, and I like the guy, and, you know, if he, he knew I said that, he'd hate me. But, like, I do. I really do. I think there'll be a period like, 15 it, years from now. Like, that what does it live. cost him to live daily? I the bodyguards, the insurance, the gym. I mean, because, like, when you retire as a boxer, like, you have to have another source of income, right? Yep. So, like, what's his other source? Like, I've always been curious about that. Like, you got a gym, like, you got all this debt accumulating, but, like, how do you offset that? He I says no he has investments. So, him and Warren Buffett. But, Jay- Plastics, young man. But, <laughs> Plastics. Well, when, uh, not Jay Z, uh, his friend uh, Fifty Cent. When he went to jail cent. and he told Fifty Cent to watch his business empire, Fifty Cent. Yeah, Fifty Cent said that he didn't, he didn't even have. I'm not saying it right. It's Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. How about I say it Canadian? Thirty six cents. <laughs> no, that'd be exchange rate. That'd be that'd be thirty six loons. There you go. Um, he he said that Floyd didn't even have an LLC set up for Mayweather Promotions. That like everything was done cash. Like. He was like – and this is just his saying. Uh, he was like there was nothing to take care of. I don't know what Floyd was talking about when he said take care of his businesses and stuff. So I don't know if he's gotten better in that regard right. because obviously 50 cent. Did I say 50 right? Cent. 50 Whatever. 50. 50 cent. 50. 50 cent. 50 cent. <laughs> obviously he was good with vitamin water and he's a smart business guy just like Jay-Z is and stuff like that. But – uh, they they basically said Floyd – they didn't understand Floyd's business. It's like what are you in business for besides making a lot of money for a big fight where a lot of other people can brand and, and, and go above and beyond it. That uh, You're wearing a Mayweather hat. Absolutely. But I'm, tip, I, I'm a fan. Like, listen. I, I love I, him too. And, and I know I say a lot of like <laughs> mixing and talking circles about him. But listen, the guy, to me, the guy, what he does in the ring, unbelievable. So show, show me how to fight like that. Why do sponsors stay away from him? No, never a shoe deal. Because the Pacquiao fight, the first time I oh, the watch the, company, yeah, the yep. blow, But now they're real big in boxing. I see, yeah, real big. I don't I, know. They stay away from him because of what he does outside the ring. Too controversial. He's too controversial. He, you know, I mean, you know, the thing with the money, okay, and that's he, not like that. But the he went to the, jail for beating his wife, exactly, exactly. Or his stuff gr- like that. You don't, you don't want to be associated with right. a guy like that. And that and that's what I get at is you got a hat. I think his merchandise is pretty pretty cool. I go on his site occasionally and watch and just see the money team. Some of it's not my cup of tea. Some of it is. But here's a guy that should be amazing at branding himself because he's he's had the the what out of the top five pay per views, three of them are his. Uh, the De La Hoya fight, the Pacquiao fight, and the, um, 
drawing a blank on the third one that he holds. But uh, you should have the ability to brand yourself and be able to make money then besides you, going into the ring and earning it per minute in the ring. Then you got to be a better person outside of the ring. It's just saying, you, you, you just got you got to be a better person. This, but you're seeing a lot more people like the companies now. Like getting involved with boxing, like Under Armour, they're it is yeah. huge. Like they just signed. I just saw because I wore a lot of Under Armour. Being a domestic engineer, you know, I got to get in my suit every day. <laughs> but Javante uh, uh, Davis, he's with them now. Canelo, Anthony Joshua, um, and then I know I just saw a guy from Ohio, Sonny Fredrickson, uh-huh. signed with Adidas. Nice. So yeah, the, Sonny Fredrickson, <laughs> nicest kid you'll ever meet. Really, yep. and. There you go. But, but you got to be a spokes- you get deals. But, but you got to be a spokesperson for these companies, right? Exactly. You know right. Incredible. My my fear of I wanted the fight to happen. I wanted Uboff to fight Fredrickson, and it was the classic boxer versus puncher. But I was scared that the loss to Fredrickson would be more devastating than a loss for Uboff. And and I like both of them. Uboff is so fun to watch. Alex, like Dimitri. Alex, yeah. Yeah. Alexia. No, 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 not Zuboff. Uboff, oh. the the guy that's like a Tyson for Salida. Oh, I know. I, he just fought. Yep. I, and okay. always he likes lets him hit him on his chin and then he'll fire seven back and t- tremendous power. Um, but I, I was scared what it would mean to Sonny Fredrickson when we were down in Columbus when the fight got canceled. I was okay with that. But um, – you know, I like that shoe sponsors are getting involved with the sport. I like for for a while boxing's been so far in the the back catching up to that stuff that I, I like that fighters now have patches up and down. I, I think that's cool. NASCAR's right. always had it. Everybody's always Who, had it. Who's the one uh, local fighter I see? He's got a ton of well, John Chalapak. Mm-hmm. He he always has a ton of sponsors. We sponsor him, yeah. But I'm trying to think. Uh, Eric DeLeon. We don't sponsor him, but he's, yeah. But he's like got a ton of good sports. Great yeah, he fighter. Just picked up another one. Did he really? No, yeah, he's tequila. always been with Tequila. Oh, is he? Cabresso. Oh, he. I mean, but he's got like his career is about to take off and boom, and he's fighting on TV. But he's another like real good guy, right? You know, really good guy. I think he's the best from the state right now. Yeah, I heard that. Well, right now, yep. Right he's now. he's definitely leading. Yeah, right. I and think I think Dominique Dalton. Is another like guy like under the radar, like kind of like about to break out though. Get a couple good consistent fights. He's eighteen and one. He, and I always just saw him fight at um, MGM. Right. And you just watch him like he he can fight. Right. Like no doubt about it. It's got the skill, the power. The ring smarts. I love Dominique, but I thought he could have had a, a better performance at MGM, especially against the guy with the record he was fighting. What was the guy's record he fought? Nine and 36 yeah, I or think, something I think ridiculous. that was just like a fight because he hasn't fought in, what, a year? Right, but here's my argument. Okay. As, a, as a boxing guy, right? All right. He hadn't fought in 10 months, and he said, I'm shaking off the ring rust. When Floyd used to fight every year, like there reaches a point where – you know, most fighters will go 10 months. Klitschko and uh, Joshua, how long was it? They were about 10 months since their I last fight. I think so, yeah, 10 or 11. So why do you guys shake off the ring rust when the elite never use that as an excuse? And I am not. And I love Dom. No, and Dom, right. Dom's been on the show and everything. But, like, I, I always get mad at the ring rust thing because, like, the greats, that's – the way they fight. Maybe they train more. Maybe they're more consistent. Maybe when the and I'm just saying I'm I'm being hypothetical here. Maybe the local guys they when they're done fighting like and they don't have anything. Maybe they take time time off. Whereas those other guys stay consistently in the gym. 
Yeah, that could be. That could be a possibility. Or as you're growing up in your career, you need more fights and to keep developing. What pace were you fighting at when you were going through the galaxy? I think I was going to look it up, but my, <laughs> my, my, my first year, I think I had six fights, and my second year, I had five, if I remember correctly. Do you, so? So, but, but we had it was, it was a different time. Like there were more. Like we had the palace, the shows at the Palace of Auburn Hills. We had local club shows, you know, just like they do today. So there was, I'm not going to say there were more fights. There were just, you know, with Jackie Callen, and we, we had someone working at Force. Like today, like, who who manages these guys? Like, and I'm just, I'm just being, like, I don't know. I'm just asking, like, who who's the manager? Like, who do you, like, obviously we know who the promoters are, Salida, mm-hmm. um, is it? Is it? He's not a matchmaker. Oh, he's, yeah, a match he's a matchmaker. He's a matchmaker. Greg Athens. Yeah. Right. Greg Aaron's. Aaron. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I mispronounce um, names all the time. Eddie Jafar. Yeah. Every now and then he'll throw a show, and now you have Kenny Moore. But like, who? Those are the promoters. So what's the? Okay, so the promoter's supposed to do his job. The manager's supposed to do his job, and the fighter's supposed to do their job. So mm-hmm. who's who's getting the fighter the fights? So. You know, oh, do the promoters just call the fighters and say, and I'm being hypothetical again, okay, we're going to give you $100 to fight a four-round fight, take it or leave it or you don't fight. Yep. But it's, it's something I learned when I was doing my page was a lot of these fighters had to pay for their opponents. Yep. Okay, so. The manager should <clears> be paying it. Well, the promoter, sh- the, the promoter should be paying it, right? Or the manager because you're, you're finding a fighter that, that looks good on their record. Okay, so, so either or, so the manager or the promoter. So let's just say the manager in a lot of cases is related to the fighter. So where's that money come from? A lot of these guys, they fight. That's all they do. They fight. So let's just say you end up, you're going to fight five times in 2017. And from what I hear, these opponents aren't cheap. And, it's, yeah. and I'm not and I'm not knocking it. Listen, I fought a, a ton of bad guys. I fought a guy after my side title, zero and two. Right? Okay, I was like nine and three. I've been there. I've done it. I understand the game. But where does that money come from? Like, if you have a guy who is fighting five times a year, and you have to pay these guys, and I heard some of these guys cost two thousand, three thousand dollars for like zero and three records. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you fight five times a year. Where, where's that fifteen grand come from? Yeah, it's like how do they afford? Like guys, and he's one of my favorite Detroit fighters. I think the guy is just unreal on skill level. Antonio Wade, mm-hmm. okay, I think the guy is just mind blowing what he can do in the ring. He's got all the skill in the world, confident, you know, really good fighter. But if he can't, if he doesn't have another job offsetting, you know, hey, we need you to pay three grand to find how how can he afford to do that? It typically should be management. I'm almost positive, and I, I can ask uh, uh, somebody that um, used to run a, a major network, and he would a- a- actually I'd respond love back to, know to that. it. Yeah. Uh, we've known a guy who will remain anonymous, and uh, she just pulled up a Disney World page. His house is Disney World. I mean, he has the money, but he's been screwed over by fighters that he's gotten them to ten and zero, and has paid them, and then ten and zero comes, and then somebody else knocks on their door, and they leave. And you get burned enough doing that that you get cynical with the sport where you're like, why should I 
get you to 10 and 0 which is the toughest thing to do against quality opponents in front of all the money just to have right. just to have a, a different manager come in that's a bigger name so that's the number one no problem contracts? You and do, but they can. And the, and the, they don't honor them. See, like I mean, and that's kind of like what I'm saying. Then like, that's like when that you. Was, I was thinking too. Like then yeah, that's you when not, you take them to court. And doesn't matter. I you know exactly it, who I'm talking gonna about. They're not going to get anything out of it. He knows exactly who I'm talking about, and I'm not going to mention it on air. But there's a guy that signed somebody that was signed with somebody, and it, their their philosophy is it's going to cost you so much in court with lawyers. I have so much money. You go do it. Right. And they'll just let it draw can out they, forever. Does that, yeah. does that hold up though? Like uh, a no compete? Like do they, can they actually stop you from making a living? No, but if you if what Jimmy I think is saying is if you got a twenty fight contract and they're bailing after ten, but the example that I'll say off the air is the guy basically said sue me, I don't care, and, right. and he knew that they didn't have enough money. Then that's then he has a shitty lawyer. No, I, I swear to you, I'll say it off the air. And I know you, you I, guys will. You guys, I, he knows the I names. Know, I, I, I know. I'm just saying that from. that guy needs a better lawyer then, because if he has a good lawyer who who actually knows his job, there's even if he, you know, even, because here's the thing. Okay, yes, he, uh, the other guy. Let's say the guy that has more money. All right, right. and he says, "Go ahead and sue me." Okay. Right. He can – they can put a, a binding arbitration on that fighter and on that promoter. Yeah. That promoter can no longer promote. That pro- fighter can no longer fight. They're, neither one of them are making money off of it anymore. Right. The other guy, he's not losing any money because he's not doing anything if he has a good lawyer. He's not losing any money because the fighter was leaving anyways. It actually makes le- less sense for the fighter – and the other promoter to not honor that 20-fight contract because they're going to lose money than if they just let him stick with him for the 20 fights. But you're thinking boxing's like the rest of the world, and <laughs> me and Scotty will tell you it's not. It's you a, remember Don King murdered somebody, allegedly, yeah, I, I, or it happened. And uh, not only that, he was charging Tyson at one time $20,000 a week for towels. Like 25000 I yeah, saw that show live. Yeah, oh, that, yeah that's the world we live in. And then here's the kicker. They all have residents in Florida, and you can't collect on a lawsuit in Florida. So they just – they all live in Florida. Is that true? Yeah, you can't. That's why OJ, when uh, he moved to Florida, he so that when the – who? OJ got you out, You can't right? collect. Look at – I'll look it just, up. Hold on. Because then he getting out, OJ. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> actually, we were with somebody. This is actually a great story. Sorry, not to sidetrack. Some, no, 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 no. Uh, we do it all the time. <laughs> no, no. We do it all the time. Somebody, Somebody's like, hey, you, you should call OJ. And I was like – he was being serious too, and he's like, just just call him in uh, big big name too in boxing. He's like, just call him in jail, like chat with him. You know, he, he's getting out soon. I don't know if he knew he was getting out. Actually, he was just like chat with him and set up something. And then when they found out he was getting out, um, they're like, why don't you set up an autograph show with him and stuff like that? And I'm I'm, I'm thinking. That's O.J. Simpson in the white Bronco. What are you having me do, dude? I was like, I was like, no, dude. I, I was like, I, I wouldn't even know what to say. Like, yeah. hey, Juice, what's what's going what's on, up? buddy? You know, how, and stuff like that. Please don't murder that? me. <laughs> how about that run you had? <laughs> exactly. You know, man. Uh, how's Cato doing? You keep in touch with Cato, your roommate from the back that uh, kind of sold you out. You know, yeah, and when he when he was saying it was the funniest thing. I was just like, I can't call O.J. Simpson. And I told Rochelle, and she's like, why? Like, I'm yeah. just like I don't know why, dude. <laughs> you might you can your, you, you can absolutely collect on a on a lawsuit. In Florida. I thought you couldn't. That's no, why absolutely. everybody had Florida residents. No, uh, tell it them j- about your autograph idea. Which was the oh, autograph okay. idea? 
oh, so I was going to buy a bunch of Matchbox. So if I went along with this guy's idea, I was going to buy a bunch of Matchbox cars of the white Bronco, and I was going to have OJ sign it all day and just oh, put them on eBay. Boom, 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 you know? And I'm sure you can't be associated with that, though. That's what I said. That's what I said. I go, no, you can't. Like, I hope you don't have any. All the sponsors were not doing it. No, no, no. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. No, that's the problem. Like the great idea, though. Yeah, it is a great idea. So the only difference in Florida is that the court doesn't collect the money. Like in all the other states, if you sue somebody and you win, the court collects the money and then gives right. it to you. But if in Florida, the court doesn't collect the money, but it, they still legally have to pay you. Okay, but if there's no lien and garnishment, but that's that, just it. Is all you do is you okay, file legally. For I don't lien. have to pay you. I'm not going to pay you. No, no, no. That's that's just it. Is if if you win the lawsuit, then you file for the lien for the garnishments and all that stuff like that. But it's not coming from the court. It's coming from this third party. Uh, thing whatever that does the the liens and the garnishments, which is backed by the courts and the law. All right. Well, we got to do what's on tap. On the other side, we're going to have Taylor Dewar. We got Scotty Buck in here with us. Uh, Buck Zeiger. I said it correct. Close enough. Close okay. Enough. Scotty Buck Zeiger. <laughs> it could be Buck. Right. Ring girl, uh, I don't, Taylor yeah. here. And then we'll be back in uh, calling So we're going to do Dewar. we're going to do what's on tap and then go to a break? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't have my laptop here today, so I can't do the uh, song. So just... All right. Uh, August 5th at Tokyo. You can watch it on uh, BIN Sports. Uh, uh, Shinuki Yamanaka versus Luis Neri. 12 rounds for the WBC Bantamweight title. Uh, August 18th at Ponce in Puerto Rico on ESPN. Uh, We have Alberto uh, Machando versus Carlos Morales. 10 rounds for the junior lightweights. Uh, moving on to August 19th, Lincoln, Nebraska on ESPN. We have Terrence Crawford versus Julius uh, Indango. 12 rounds for Crawford's WBO, WBC, and Indango's IBF, WBA junior welterweight titles. Uh, moving on to uh, – I'm sorry, I'm on my phone here. Uh, and that's it. And then for MMA, uh, not much going on um, tonight. Again, once again, is uh, Dana White's uh, competitor series and uh, every Tuesday night. If you're not watching it and you're a fan of MMA, you really should. I believe it's on uh, UFC Fight Pass, um, so you can watch it there. And uh, some great, really good fighters, not well-known fighters that uh, have done a really good job, really impressive. So if you're into MMA, I suggest you watch that. Uh, we're going to go to a quick song break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Undercard. Hand Combat Radio. You're listening to the Undercard. Hand Combat Radio. Welcome back to the Undercard. We're going to be calling Taylor Dewar right now, undefeated fighter who just signed with Jackie Callen. He's got a fight coming up on the 15th with Bobby Hitz, the Horseshoe, in Hammond, Indiana. Through the magic of Skype. Here we go. If it works. Have faith. <laughs> Are you new here? Could be like the old days. That's true. Hello? Hey, Taylor, you're live on the air with the undercard. How are you? Hey, what's up, Brad? How's it going, man? Good. We got uh, Scotty Buck, who I'm, I'm sure you're very familiar with in the boxing rooms. Oh, Scotty. That's my man right there. <laughs> we have history what's together. Up? What's up, brother? You know, we've been telling that story a lot lately. 
<laughs> yeah, man, I should probably, I should probably tell it again, huh? No, don't tell it again because uh, <laughs> no, not now. We gotta know. Eventually, you're gonna get mad, and next time you see me, because he's huge, like Taylor's gigantic. I don't want you to like just hit me on top of the head like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to know now. Yeah, I, I have okay. a feeling it, right. well, it dealt with sparring. I will tell. I will regale you with the tale. All right. Um, so I've known Scotty since I was like 10 or 11. He used to come into Al Irish's where I was training when I was little. And um, I was, you know, I was beating up all the kids my age. And you know, Al wanted to kind of teach me a lesson, give me some good work. So he threw me in there with Scotty. And this was, you know, Scotty, what, 15 years ago. So, um and still, he, Scotty would still be my ass today. But anyways. Yeah, um, okay. We, we, we sparred. <laughs> and uh, I had this white shirt on. And um, uh, Scotty busted me up pretty good. He, you know, he, I mean, he held back. But he gave me the beating that I needed. Um, and it was the first real good beating I ever took in the ring. And I had this white shirt on. And it was covered in blood. And uh, I, uh, I after, after the sparring match... Al told me to take it home and hang it up. So I had that thing hanging in my room for six years. <laughs> so that's the story. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, just, to, just, to look, just to look at it every day and, and, and uh, you know, and rage. trying to think of one day, one day when I could finally beat Scotty Buck. <laughs> here's some, now. Yeah, here's the thing about Scotty Buck. I was kind of scared of him back in the day because he had this kind of like the bad boy of the color me bad kind of thing going on. Like you, you looked like you were in a boy band, but you looked like you were the fierce one of the boy band with hair and oh, everything. No, it's, it's, he was scary. It's, 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 he had juice swag. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I mean, he, uh, bar mitzvah bummer. So, so have you ever tried to rematch him? Because, you know, Scotty gets in the ring occasionally now. No, never. I would I, never fight I just Scotty. twist my I'm ankle really bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's going to call off the fight. Well, we were just talking uh, off the air. You're fighting on the 15th for Bobby Hits now, right, in September? Yes, sir. Um, I'm fighting on, on uh, the September card in, uh, I think it's called Rosedale, Illinois, but Chicago with Bobby Hicks. I'm fighting an undefeated guy named Matt Cameron. Um, and then also I'm fighting on um, Kenny's card, at DeCarlo's in Warren on the 25th, the same night Anthony Barnes is fighting. I'm fighting Eric Moon on Ooh. the 25th next Friday. Yeah, Eric, Eric uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to backpedal on this really quick here, but Eric Moon is has, has become a yeah has become a journeyman in a very small little realm here. Uh, I expect you get out of that fight within a god within the first round probably a minute and a half uh you you okay. look the part not only do you look the part i i think you got the power there too i re- i really do and I, I i have covered boxing for a little bit and uh when national media comes into town you're you're one of the names i throw out there because you you have the look not only do you have the look I think you have the ability to get somewhere. I expect yeah. no no disrespect to Eric Moon. I expect you to end that quick. What What do you think, Scotty? Uh, I told Taylor the same thing when I saw him the other day. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> Man, I don't. It's no, it's no offense to Eric Moon. He's just right. He's or or Taylor. Like I get it. You're building a fire. He's good. It's a good. 
it's a good test to see if you can get him out there in the first round. Right. Like, that should be your goal. Like, let me get this guy out of here. But that's not the only exciting news. You, you got two fights coming up, and that's a great pace for you. We were just talking about pace of fighters, but you have a new manager. Do you want to tell us how that came about? And once again, that's something yeah. you and Scotty got in, uh, in common there. Yeah, well, actually, I have uh, I have a manager and then I have an advisor. Um, so how it worked out was, you know, Phil Iwata and I have been, uh, you know, working together for a while. And we finally signed about a month ago. And then the same week that we signed, Bernard Harris um, set me up a meeting with Jackie Callen. Um, and it was, I, I, I obviously have known of Jackie Callen. I'd never met her. So we met and we, you know, we hit it off and she wanted to find out all about me. So, uh, she brought me out to LA and I trained at wildcard for a week with, uh, I stayed with, um, Jerry white boy mm-hmm. Rosenberg. who's was actually a good friend of Scotty's. He's quite a character. Um, you know, and I got some really good workout in, in uh, at wildcard with Freddie Roach and I was training in the same, um, room as Kodo as he was getting ready for his fight. And, uh, Jackie came out and watched me fight a couple of their heavyweights. And, um, you know, she, she wanted to sign me right away. And, uh, so basically Jackie, Jackie's my advisor, um, because of, you know, contract stipulations, but she's on board as my advisor and she's on the, uh, the, they call it the, the team doer, uh, as they have, uh, been saying lately, but yeah, me and Jackie have, have uh, developed a pretty close knit relationship as of late. I'm, I'm sorry. How many fights do you have now, Taylor? He's three and oh with three knockouts. Okay. Yeah. Three and oh with three knockouts. Yeah. And I mean, that's uncommon nowadays because of the four rounds that people start uh do you, do you feel you have a lot of knockout power you've been in the ring with people i think you do yeah um, yeah no for sure i mean like um but you know if you have it and scotty well, knows what i'm talking you, about I'll, right I'll, 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 I'll tell you this me and demetrius banks is me and demetrius banks he, we brought him in for our camp and me and him have been working really well together and uh you know, I don't toot my own horn, but I'll just tell you what he said. And Demetrius is a very experienced uh, fighter out here, and he's fought. You know, he's a small heavyweight. You know, and uh, you know he he couldn't stop commenting about my strength and my power. So, um, you know, I believe in my right uppercut. You know, my left body shot and my overhand right. You know, I could put anybody away. You know, um, and you know I say that with full confidence. And I I totally believe in that punch, but I don't try to get. You know, I've been working a lot with Jesse Robinson. He's my new coach. And we've just been trying to work on that stick, that one-two, and just not trying to load up on shots and just trying to uh, use that medium power, you know. But I definitely I definitely know that I uh, I am a knockout artist for sure. Where, where's Jesse? Can you tell me a little, about, but a little bit about Jesse, your new trainer? Yeah, so Jesse and Stacey McKinley, um, they run the heavyweight factory down in uh, – Pompano and Fort Lauderdale. I think it's Hollywood, Florida, actually. And uh, Jesse and I met with Phil and Steve Iwata, and uh, that was basically when we got all this this rolling. And, um, you know, the plan was to go to Florida before we had met Jackie. Uh, But um, Jesse had come up here for a wedding recently on August 12th, and he's actually staying here to help me prepare for the Detroit fight and the... um, the Chicago fight and since we've been working together my performance in sparring has been it's dramatically improved you know uh, I have a tendency to lean forward and try to bang a little bit and he's got me readjusted sitting back on my punches you know using the 12 inch punches rather than the 6 inch punches 
And, uh, you know, Jesse Robinson's a legend. I don't know if you guys know of him. I mean, he's he's the guy that's single-handedly responsible for turning Shannon Briggs into what he was in the last, you know, um, despite his, you know, uh, steroid controversy. He was still a monster, (laughs) you know. Let's go, Champ. Yeah. He's responsible for the in-gym work, not showing up on a boat, taunting Klitschko and uh, showing up at the supermarket. It was a paddle board. Right, exactly. Which was all all a show. That was all a show, by the way. Oh, yeah. I I don't blame him. He's trying to get a fight, you know. It it got Klitschko's attention, almost drowned him on the paddle boat. He just kept going around him with the boat, or the paddle board. He's a superstar in the U.K. I guess he's a superstar out in the U.K., Shannon Briggs is. Everyone loves him out there. Yeah, so, it, um, personality. Yeah, it's a personality. personality. Yeah. yeah, so the plan is after I knock these two fools out, um, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, go to I'm gonna go to Chicago. Or I'm gonna go to Florida after Chicago and train with. Uh, they got some really good work down there, I guess. And uh, you know, basically, Jesse's gonna build me. Um, you know, Phil and his brother are gonna fund me to be down there. And uh, the plan is is to try to get a regional title shot um, up here in December. For the Michigan State title, uh, I don't know what the. There we go. The, um, yeah, you know, but that's the plan, and then just keep building from there, man. And uh, you know, I'm getting better and better every every time I step in the gym. I get better. You know, I've been running four miles a day. I actually have a guy that I met out in California named Soner Iman. He's ranked number ten as a welterweight in Germany. He's been staying with me for the last week. He's going to be staying with me until September 11th when he goes back home. But we, you know, we run four miles a day. You know, he's got the cardio of a welterweight, and uh, you know, he's been he's been all over my ass about my diet and everything, man. And uh, you know, I'm feeling great. Now, what what weight class do you see it all come about? Because uh, right now you're you're on the the border uh, with cruiserweight and stuff like that. Do you, you think you'll be full time heavyweight eventually, or what, where's your nutrition heading? <laughs> Yeah, that's what the ideal uh, um, would be. You know, obviously uh, financially, I'm not in it for the finance. I'm, I'm here for the you know the glory of it and the fighting. But um, you know, that's what Phil and, and uh, Jackie and everybody want. They want me at heavyweight. Um, I do do well against heavyweights. The power is definitely a big difference. I mean, there's no other weight class where you jump. You know, like I was the guys out in. Uh, I mean, I fought a 24 and one guy. I was spy- I was sparring with a 24 and one guy out in wild card. And he had 40 pounds on me. You know, and it definitely you could definitely feel the difference. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, just when I go down to the heavyweight factory, they got nothing but big dudes down there, and I'm, I'm sure I'm just going to get used to it, get acclimated to it, and try to just change my uh, my nutrition routine up, and you know, up my calories, and do all that every day. So, you know, I'm I'm in this to win this, man, and I'm I'm ready to become a champion. And I know I know what it takes. You know, um, you know, I've quit everything. I put my job on the side. I've I've dedicated my entire life to this. So, no, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No. Oh, I was gonna say He's so. Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was gonna say he really quick. Both. I know I lose on both. I'm older than him. No, no, he's older than me. Uh, That's what I mean. <laughs> so, as you're coming up at three and zero with management, that's got to feel a little bit relaxing because normally it's typically around ten and zero or nine and zero. People start looking for management. You seem to already have that taken care of. Is it a little bit of burden off your shoulder because now you just go out and fight and you got people setting the fights up for you? Um, and tell us how hard it is when you're just an independent fighter out there dealing with promoters and trying to get a get a match. Oh man, it's uh, it's insane. Um, 
lucky for me, you know, I, I'm a personable guy, you know, um, I've been through a lot in my life. So I guess, you know, I carry that into how I interact with other people. So I, I have a tendency to leave an impact on people when I meet with them, you know, so people tend to like me. Um, and it's all about putting yourself out there. I mean, uh, as an independent fighter, you have to literally bother the shit out of promoters nonstop message them every day at eight, you know, 8am. Hey, do you get that fight lined up? Do you got a guy for me? Do you got a guy for me? You know, and then you just, you just try to showcase your skills. Like I, you know, I got started with James Gray and he's an MMA guy, you know, he doesn't know anybody out in the boxing world, but we, you know, me and Chalbeck and Carlos and James worked really hard to get that first fight just so everyone could see me, you know, so I could showcase myself and, uh, you know, I've performed well, you know, and uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, with how things have gone, but yeah, man, this is just a blessing beyond my belief. Like, you know, Jackie Callen is, world renowned and you know the other day uh we were at the galaxy picnic um i was there with scotty and tommy Hearns and uh, uh tommy boom boom robinson and uh, oba Carr was there and all these legends were there and brock and McCarr, and uh, we we're all sitting in a circle basically doing this kind of thing where we go around and introduce ourselves talk about our record and what boxing means to us and what galaxy gym meant to them and, uh, you know, I got goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, man. Just being being able to be blessed with an opportunity like this is something that I, I, I couldn't even have dreamed of, man. Like, And I realized that on Sunday, uh, two Sundays ago, uh, over at Belle Isle Park, you know. And uh, also having Scotty, that was really comforting to me because the whole shirt story, like that was a huge part of my childhood. You know, using that as like motivation and then being there with all these legends. You know, it's 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 really a remarkable thing, man, that this has happened to me. It's it's happened so quick. You know, I'm not gonna lie, the pressure is is pretty uh pretty intense, but I'm ready to handle it and um and go forward. So it's funny because I was we were at Belle Isle and 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 I felt the same way Taylor. Did. I'm in this circle, and I got Taylor, Bronco McCart, Tom Johnson, Boom Boom Johnson, Bernard Harris. You got you got all these guys like world champions, and it gets around to me, and I'm like, like I didn't feel like I belonged in the circle. Like I'm standing next to Kami, the Hitman Hearns. Who, right. Congratulations to him. He just went in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Nevada yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was so in congr- the and, and I'm standing next already. to this guy, and I'm like, dude, I was from the suburbs. Like, am I in the right circle? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but it's kind of like Taylor said, like like, but I earned it. Right. You know, I deserved to be there. You know, I did my best. And, and not that I was a world champion or I'm in the Guinness Book of World's Record for anything, but I tried my hardest. And right. nobody can take that away from you. And it's cool. And I'm with Taylor on that. Like, it, it gave you goosebumps. Like, it's Tommy Hearns, man. Right. It gave us the greatest three rounds of boxing maybe we'll ever see to me, in our lives. To me, Hearns is top yeah. five of all time, the way he, he bounced through weight classes and stuff. And right. sometimes I got to sit back and realize that, eight, like— Weight champion, right? Yeah, yeah, like that Tommy Hearns is so accessible to us. And not only that, is that like, you know, he, he is good for Detroit. And, right. And he shows up at a lot of events and supporting a lot of events. Uh, Taylor, we want to wish you luck on uh, the both the fights, the 25th, and then the one that's coming up on uh, September 15th at Hits Boxing. I encourage anybody, if you've not been to Hammond, Indiana, to go check that out. Uh, Blackjack 
on the outside it's of the rings. Sweet. It's, it's it's a awesome. sweet setup. I've been there. It's awesome. Uh, make it's cool. sure you leave the venue before they give you your check, man, because you'll 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 find your way to the casino floor and, and blow it all, Taylor. I mean, so can I ask him a question? Oh yeah, absolutely. Do you have a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a question for you. So when I was coming up. We and we were at Galaxy Boxing. Obviously, we were surrounded by guys like James Tony, Bronco McCart, Talek Saramasi, Bernard Harris, Johnny Walker. I had all these guys. So, who do you have like as a mentor? Who's grabbing you and saying, "Kid, you know, like who's who's your motivator? Like who's your inspirer? Like who do you have like pushing you and and who's guiding you?" Well, right now. Um Really, uh, Jesse Robinson at the moment, um, you know, but like working with Demetrius has been, has been a blessing, you know, me and him have, have become kind of close, you know, mm. even though we try to knock each other out three times a week, he can punch. you know, uh, we, we get close, man. And, uh, and then Humberto Ayala, I don't know if you know him, he's my cut man now. So he's, and he's my conditioning coach. So, you know, these guys are pushing me hard as hell every day, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. You know, and then like talking to Bernard Harris, you know, just like like what we talked about last Sunday. Just I'm a I'm I have a responsibility to carry a torch that is Detroit boxing, you know, and um, and carry a legacy that is Detroit boxing. And Brad, I don't know if you knew this, I was I was also trained for a couple of years by uh, Bill Miller, uh, Pops, and um, you know he. You know, he uh, he trained a lot of the legends that we were just discussing as well. And, right. you know, like I said, I feel like, you know, what inspires me is the ability to carry that torch and to try to re like reestablish Detroit boxing on the national scale and what it really should look like, you know, with that long jab, that double jab right hand, you know, um, that just old Detroit style that Tommy uh, showcased so well. You know, and that's my inspiration, and those are the people that inspire me on a daily basis. And really, I don't even know if Jackie knows this. I'll have to tell her, but to tell you the truth, uh, speaking of the past about Galaxy, you don't get better individuals than that came out of Galaxy. First off, Scotty, you're nice whether or not you want to admit it. Boom Boom's the nicest <laughs> you can, you can, yeah. guy you could ever meet. And then Bronco McCart. But as the cool other, as they come. yeah, Bronco <laughs> McCart is as nice as you can meet. So she produced a lot of good individuals pass boxing you know what i'm saying you yeah. guys are all good guys which is that's yeah, tough to say in boxing you're gonna ruin it they ruin it. <laughs> unless you start throwing stuff scotty yeah, i don't I'm think good. you can ruin it in here but uh you guys <laughs> you guys are all the over the table. Yeah. Yeah. you guys are all all good guys and i mean that's something that jackie probably doesn't think about but that's actually something to really look at that you guys have become great individuals and great adults and uh, taylor your career's still going but you're with jackie but boom boom Nicest you can it's get on the side the of the room, Guinness, and then Bronco. He's in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, I mean, think about that. In uh, IBF champion for how many years? I I mean, Twelve. Yeah. yeah, yeah, twelve defenses. Crazy, crazy. Well, you take care, yeah. Taylor. Best of luck, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll see you soon. Good all skills right. when you fight, man. All right, that is Taylor right, Dewar. You. He is fighting uh, August 25th. Tickets are still available. Uh, you can uh, uh, buy them at Second to None Boxing. That's uh, the word second, the number two, boxing.com. Tickets are still available. But I hear that the general mission are near selling out. Um, and then uh, if you've never been to Hammond, Indiana, there's it's just – they call it Chicago land, but it's in Indiana, and it's about a good 30 minutes outside of downtown Chicago. But Bobby Hitzler was a good show. It's always a lot of fun. So 
Have you know, you that's ever, a big fight weekend, Have you ever too. had him on, on your show? Bobby Hits, no, no. But I, I've dealt with him a lot. And um, actually, his PR guy was the first guy that ever gave me a credential. So I, I had, like, the the in with Bobby. But he comes from uh, Detroit. And then Jackie had history with Bobby, too, right? right? Bobby yeah, Hits. He fought uh, George Foreman. Yep. I mean, and, yeah, way before the, the grill and everything. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of him. Yeah, grill. Thought a grill. I know. Yeah. He, I was watching TV the other day, and uh, he does now uh, the inventor the patent. He goes, I had an idea once, which is not true. He was approached with that idea. So uh, it, it is false advertising. Yeah. Hulk Hogan passed on that, by the way. Yeah. If you, if you know the story of the grill, yeah. Hogan passed on it. There was there were, it uh, wasn't what a just, mistake. It wasn't just Hogan either. There was quite a few other people that passed on it too. Right. But he the, was like I think I think if I remember correctly, George Foreman was like the fifth person that they approached for to put his name on on the grill and he's the only one that said yes. Like there was Hogan, there was a football player, um, OJ no, no, it wasn't OJ. No, it was like no, my it was matchback like, idea. It was now like, in hindsight, it's it a was bad like idea. John Elway or somebody like that. Um, yeah, oh, God, but I'm that's like that's like the Facebook story. Yeah, yeah. You know, you invited nine people to his room, two showed up. And yep, yep. <laughs> All right, we're going to call John Chalback right now and talk about the event that's happening on the 25th at Soundboard. It's an MMA event. The Undercard Ring Girls are actually working two events on the same night. That is uh, the definition of expansion. A little bit of stress, but we, we got it. It's a lot of girls. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot of makeup. It's <laughs> a Sephora day. Hello. All right, John, you're live on the air with the undercard. How are you, buddy? What's up, Brad? I'm good. How are you? We are joined by Scotty Buck. I'm sure you're familiar with Scotty Buck also. And then How Jimmy's doing, in studio Scotty? with What's us. What's going on, John? How As you doing? always. And then we got Ring Girl Taylor and then Rochelle. Um, so tell us about this event. On the <laughs> no, I'm, gonna, I'm a Ring Car Girl, too. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're auditioning, Scotty. You're uh, the hottest one. <laughs> that's why I work out so much. i got to watch my girlish figure. <laughs> so tell us about the 25th, um, some of the matchups that are happening. This is uh, the first event MMA for Motor City Casino. And I know you guys are already having the plans for next year, three MMA events. So tell us a little yep. bit about uh, the main event. Um, is Tyner still fighting on this too? Um, I don't. Um, I, I don't no, even it's, know. It's not. It's not looking. It's not looking like he's gonna. It's you know we couldn't come to you an know agreement. an agreement that that makes sense, I guess. But um, yeah, unfortunately, he's not going to be on, which I am really bummed about. I really wanted to. Uh, you know, get Lenardo on, you know, so, uh, you know, couldn't get pen to paper, unfortunately. How do you think he would but, uh, do? Yeah, like, the, the main think... event is Muhammad Abdullah versus Robert Gidron, which, you know, we've Ooh. got a 9-3 a and three guy going against a 4-0 and oh guy, you know, uh, and, you know, Robert's been, you know, slaying it up here in Michigan, and, and Muhammad's from Michigan, but he lives in Ohio, so... I think that's, I think it's going to be a really, really exciting main event, um, you know, the, the co-main event is Josh Bruckner versus Darren Gibbs, you know, uh, which I think, you know, is kind of, 
it, you know, people are people aren't really gonna know which way to go on that one because I sure I sure don't. So I think that's gonna be a really good fight. You know? Well, Bruckner has the support of people, but that is going to be a good fight. So naturally, people would say Josh Bruckner because of of the name. But I, I see what you're saying. That that's a heck of a co-main event. Yeah, yeah. I just really don't. I have no idea what's going to happen, and I think that's you know what you're going for when you're matching fights. You know, you 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 want to be like you know. Uh, I just have no clue what's going to happen. You know, so I think that's what you look for. All right, uh, keep going with the card. We we, we want to hear the rest of the card, absolutely. Okay, so we got uh, Tim Eschews versus Anthony Fleming. Um, you know, a couple couple young, hungry guys. Um, Tim's coming off a couple big wins, you know. You know, he had that, that massive comeback, you know, from he was getting beat down by Justin Street, and he went into zombie mode and ended up coming out on top with a submission, which was, you know, uh, our timekeeper's, you know, Steve Dar said that that was like a real life Rocky movie that he saw. You know, so it's always exciting to to get somebody like Tim on. You know, willing to take a beating and always willing to come back. Um, Taylor Moore is on. He's fighting a rematch with Usama Rockman, I think, a Ramen or Rockman, yeah. Um, and they had a rematch. Taylor won the first time, and this kid uh, really wants it back at him. So you know, give him what he wants. Now, ticket sales have been strong for this, and like I said, you already have three. But the one thing that's surprising me about this in, uh, is that you and Dual Combat Sports, along with Carlos, the other promotions haven't acknowledged you yet, but they're going to have to acknowledge you pretty soon because you guys are coming in with an amazing venue, a great fight card, uh, this is actually the second card you guys uh, have uh, gone with. There was one at Eastern Market before that went really well, too. Um, yeah. It's going to be pretty soon people are going to be talking dual combat sports where it doesn't seem like they are now because you guys are flying under the radar, but it won't happen after next Friday. Right. Uh, and, you know, and you know how I am. You know, I'm not really worried about what anybody else thinks. You know, I just stay the course and... Uh, you know, worry about getting the thing done and accomplishing the goals that I set out for, you know, I'm not really, you know, paying attention to whether people acknowledge us or me or, or anything that I do or not really. It's nice to be acknowledged, I guess, but if I don't get acknowledged, you know, it doesn't deter me from, you know, uh, you know, setting forth with the goal, you know, so, um, yeah, but it, you know, I think I think with three shows next year at the casino, how can you not? You know, I mean, all the fighters want on, so you know, how can you not? You know, acknowledge. Scotty had a great question about Leonardo Tyner there. Oh, sorry, I'm 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 Facebooking. Sorry. So, <laughs> hey, how do you think he would make? How do you think the trend? How do you think he would make that transition going from? Boxing MMA, and I'm sorry. I did, who's the promoter for this? Carlo, yeah. uh, uh, the promoter is Greg Aaron's, right? Correct, John. Yeah, I mean it's his, oh, okay. it's his license. Yeah. Okay, because yes. I heard MMA, and I thought maybe it was Don uh, Donafreo. No, no, no. So no, it's, it's no. not okay. And then is this in the soundboard venue too? Is this so they're going to put yeah the octagon um, where the ring normally is? 
well, the cage will be the cage will be now. I know that, you know Brad can educate you a little bit, Scotty, on the the term octagon can only be used for the UFC. Oh, no other, sorry. no other. No, it's uh, all right. This shows you what I know about octagon. <laughs> Good thing we're not taking so, calls. There'll be a cage. There'll be a cage. It'll be where the ring usually is. And, um, um, yeah, uh, everything, the seating will be pretty much the same. Okay. You know, uh, everything will be pretty much the same, except there'll be a cage where the ring usually is. Okay. Now, John, you didn't mention your name. You're fighting, though, right? Correct? Or no, not? I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not fighting. I'm, I'm focusing on this first transitional matchup at the casino. To make sure everything goes smoothly and well and uh, all that good stuff and, uh, you know, not worrying about, you know, me fighting. Um, but to answer, to finish answering Scotty's question um, before, you know, we we moved on, I think Lonardo would do really well. Um, he has that, he has that fighter mentality um, that he's willing to take a lot of, a lot of punishment to get in shots that matter to him. And those are usually the shots that really matter to the other guy. So uh, I think he would do well, you know, if he, if he if he did a little bit of training, you know, with a little bit of wrestling and some grappling, you know, I think he would do well. He's got that experience, relaxation, that fighter mentality. You know, I think he would do well, you know, as well as, as I've done with that transition, or if not better. <laughs> Now you're part of this problem, and so is the undercard, John. We gotta own up to this. The undercard started doing MMA and boxing six years ago, and uh, we were credited by somebody high up in the industry that like we we kind of started some of this mess. And you're you're part of this mess. You do MMA and boxing. Do you realize that a lot of people, boxing purists, are not happy these two sports are are coming together like this. Uh, especially with the fight McGregor Mayweather, and this all can get bad for us really quickly if somehow McGregor catches lightning in the bottle and ends it somehow but with a knockout. Would that really be bad for boxing? I think so because then really? you you get an influx. You'd have John Jones. You'd have everybody over. I really I do. Tell you, I could tell you who it would be really really bad for is Floyd's legacy. Number one <laughs> and number two. Number two, I can tell you that would be really good for. If they wanted to set up another mega fight that's going to put all of their grandchildren on retirement already, then, you know, then, then yeah, that's going to set them up. But I think what happens is this is, this is my theory is that Mayweather is easily going to win this boxing match. But yeah. then maybe, maybe he comes over to MMA. He uh. comes over to MMA and they fight a rematch and gives Conor McGregor gives conor mcgregor the chance to get revenge and you know at least he'll make how much money will he make doing that again <sighs> that's like a virus or, in the in matrix boxing match, conor mcgregor makes 80 million to fight all these other people that are calling him out like mikey garcia Paul and Canelo. And, i mean is it crazy that conor mcgregor is now the boxing lottery uh, that mayweather was like it's, <laughs> it's just it's it's crazy it's absolutely crazy and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm interested in what's going to happen. I think I know what's going to happen. And if that doesn't happen, yeah, Brad's right. It could be bad. It could be bad for box for at least for boxing. Uh, uh, yeah, experts. What's What's Bill Murray <laughs> saying? Ghostbusters, cats and dogs living together, mass oh, hysteria. Yeah. The end of what he's you talking know, about. The no end problem. of the world. I like Conor McGregor a lot more mm. than Floyd Mayweather. 
by far. You know what I mean? But right. I, Person, I mean, I don't personal fights personality based on emotion. Yes. Right. This is logical here. Right. Uh, but as a boxer and coming from a boxing background, we, we all kind of, you, you agree too, that Mayweather uh, should be able to handle this. Even the big size difference, everything should should line up accordingly to him. I do worry about the first I, few rounds when McGregor's going to just come come blaring, but after that, I think he'll he'll settle in and be fine. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot like Gotti, uh, Gotti and Floyd, um, where Gotti just couldn't get off, and he was just hit, getting hit so much, and he wanted to stay in there, but the trainer just stopped it. And whether it's the trainer, the ref, or you know. Connor, you know, just says, uh, you know, f this, and does, Taps you know, out. like a leg kick or a get a leg <laughs> kick or something. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I mean, I think that's the best. I think that's the best thing that Con- that Connor could do is go one two head kick and knock out Floyd Mayweather and be like a folk hero. Well, I know you'll be watching it, uh, <laughs> but thank you so much for filling us in. We'll see you on the 25th at Soundboard. Tickets are still available at Ticketmaster.com, but not for long. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, John, and uh, enjoy the fights. It sounds like you uh, match made some good fights, and uh, we'll go from there. Thanks so much, Brad. Thanks so much, guys, for having me on. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. All right. Thank you very much. I was going to give uh, John... Uh, I was going to give a very accurate prediction here. If I can do the math, because my my hold on. Uh, all right, round tables predictions for the fight next week. Taylor, who do you got? Oh, you're talking about me, Taylor? Now, yeah. <laughs> Mayweather McGregor. Taylor, so many times. You're you're on record now. Before we end, are you thinking uh, about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Floyd. All right. By by what? Uh, I don't know. Well, okay. So Chad and I have talked a lot about this, and you know, <laughs> of course, he's like, "Oh, what do you think?" I'm like, "I told you last week." But um, dude, if I was Chad, I'd never shut up saying that I fought Floyd Mayweather, dude. I'd, I'd be everywhere with <laughs> that, that YouTube pl- like oh, ready. No, yeah. that was like the one thing I didn't want to talk about when we go out. I'm like. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, you fought him. I'm like, shut up. That would be my business card. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I fought Floyd Mayweather. With the YouTube link (laughs) on a a scanner. Just scan the back of that and it goes right to the YouTube link. It's like an LCD screen (laughs) on my back. He was so small back then. He was like, what, 127 or something? Yeah, he was very small. Uh, No, I I think Connor's going to accidentally, because they're fighting boxing style, right? Yes. Yes. So I think Connor's gonna like accidentally like do an oops and do some outside of boxing, like throw a kick or do something stupid. That would be they horrible. They've contracted, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think contracted he loses a lot of money. money. Yeah, but I mean, still instinct. I mean, we've yeah. all been in 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 a rage situation. Jimmy, what do you got? Official predictions next week, <sighs> even though we're back. Um. I'm going to say Floyd, but I'm going to say it's going to go the distance. He's going to win by points. All right. Uh, we go to our on-site correspondent, Scotty Buck, <laughs> who will be there. <laughs> I'll be there because uh, I'm crazy like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm in for the show. Um, I, I said earlier in the show I think Floyd knocks him out in one, but, I mean, realistically, I don't think it goes past, like, three rounds. All right. I don't see how Connor even is in 
the same league. And it's nothing against Connor. It's just common sense. All right, Rochelle? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, three. All right, I actually have the score. And we're going to predict it, and this is going to be some Kid Vegas magic, how, how we've done it before. Mayweather 117, Conor McGregor 111. And that will be I the unanimous out. decision. So I, I believe that will be the score, 117, 111. What so. about Miguel Cotto? Don't they fight the same night? Oh, I forgot about Another that. fight nobody even liked. Yeah, really He's, quickly before we end, do you think it's bad doing it the night before boxing event because people have so much money in or do you think that's dude, We talked about that, right? Yeah. Like, like you, mean, you, mean lo- you mean locally? Yeah. yeah like if you get to pay $100 but you got to go to the fights and buy what's the cheapest ticket at the show? 50 bucks. Well, uh, then, but it's 35 a, let's okay, say. Okay, but it's a night out. 30 bucks, gas, dinner, drinks. So I mean, I'm, so it could be another hundred dollars. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's a good question. I think you're either going to watch it or you're not going to watch it. Right. I think people are already mentally like prepared. I'm in. I'm not in. Do I'm, you go the weigh-ins? Do you do the whole fight no, experience? I don't. The funny thing is, we, I go to all these fights with my wife, and we usually just go for the main event. Okay. Never we, go to the weigh-ins. We, never. No. We, we just it's it's fun for us. We go. We like to be part of the hoopla. When we went to we went to see Con Canelo. Yeah. And we met these guys from the UK and we hung out with them till like seven or eight in the morning and we're drinking and it's, for me it's about networking. Right. It's 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 not just about the the fight is one aspect of it. It's kinda right. like this like, like this shouldn't even be called a fight. I mean technically, I mean you know, but for me it's the hoopla. Like I wanna go, I wanna socialize. I want to, you know, meet people. I'm, I'm hanging out with my wife, and it's, it's still August there, so the pools are going to be. It's, it's going to be a little hot. It's going to be, yeah. but it's going to be crazy there, and that's yeah. that's the aspect of it that I like. Like the fight itself, it doesn't really, it doesn't really do much for me. I mean, but how much worse could Conor McGregor really do than Andre Berto? Oh, I can't. He yeah. landed thirteen percent. Like, how much worse could it be? Yep. The question is, could he out? Could he outperform Manny Pacquiao? Uh, ooh, no, mm. no. Mm. And I don't mm. buy that. Well, could it be any more? Because was that so entertaining either? I mean, like he he's got he, he can't do any worse than Berto did. I think Pacquiao has just declined that much that quick. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing, though, uh, and I know you go to Vegas a lot. Is how they put the fights on the on the casino chips. Oh, I, they still uh, have, MGM. I love that. If dude. you go there, that to MGM still they have them from yeah. all Floyd's fights from in the past. Still, that's my favorite thing they yeah. do advertising. Yeah, I, I mean, saw, you see it all up and down the strip. But and then also the you gotta take a picture of the worst knockoff shirt that they sell. The ten dollars shirts yeah. on the, the walkways <laughs> that go over the strip. The one spelled wrong. Exactly, dude. They'll be like official shirt, and you'd be like, oh no. Ten dollars right. everywhere else. They're forty bucks and stuff like that. Well, we want to thank Scotty Buck Ziegler, Ziger, Ziger. Changing my name. Uh, my last name is now Smith. <laughs> uh, Scotty Buck for joining us. You're always welcome. We thank had a you blast. Very much. Uh, Jimmy for all you do for the show. Ring Girl Taylor and Rochelle for producing it. Um, we are one week away from maybe the apocalypse in the fight industry. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but this fight's going to happen. Uh, we're going to definitely 
bugs Scotty when he gets back to tell us everything he saw that was crazy. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. Everything in Vegas will go up, like the strip clubs, the restaurants. Everything yeah. will now be a higher cost because yep. that town's going to be invaded like New Year's Eve. It's going to be yep. crazy. Yeah. What was I there for? The Con Canal. Well, the Con Canal yeah. was nuts. Yep. I mean, all the European. I mean, it was nuts. We had so much fun. That's that's what that's what boxing's about for me. Like going, I don't care who wins. I mean, I don't have any attachment to Floyd or Connor. Who cares? I just want to go have fun, be with my wife, and enjoy a night out. That's what it's about for me. That's what boxing is about for me. Alaze, top of the palms. You ever eat there? No. Got to eat there, Alaze, top of the palms before okay. they close it. They, you know, yeah, they're closing bought. the palms. Yeah. Right. So ghost Alaze. bar used to be there. Yeah. The ghost bar. My favorite it? restaurant, and it overlooks the strip before it gets changed. Back when the Maloofs owned it. Did you see the Maloofs put eight hundred eighty thousand? I didn't even think they had that left after all the palms. Yeah, I, I saw today, and they can only if they they win, only win one twenty, but it goes to charity too. Oh, okay. So I, I used to be huge fans of the Maloofs, and then, like, they just lit the palms. What did they uh, – Pepsi, right? Or Coors. Yep. Coors. Yeah, was- Dad was a Coors distributor, and they had Wells Fargo Bank. All right, we will be back next week. Thank you so much, Scotty, no for problem. being Thank in. Thank you for having yeah. me. And we'll be back.